I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. A small town in Arunachal Pradesh has become a pit stop for India's billionaires and their multi-million-dollar supercars. I'm not kidding. In this sparsely populated, little-known town of Dambuk, supercars like Bugatti, Ferrari, and Lamborghini could be seen lining up at petrol pumps, speeding along its two-lane highways, and even slowing down with local traffic. Honestly, the glitter of Lamborghini is quite a sight against the rusty setting of this town. Which brings us to the question: How and when did this little-known town in Arunachal Pradesh become a playground for fancy cars? Let me start from the very beginning. The island town of Dambuk is located between two rivers in the Dibang Valley of Arunachal Pradesh. Once only accessible by ferry, Dambuk now boasts some of the best roads in the country, connected to the rest of the state by the Trans-Arunachal Highway network. And Dambuk's affair with supercars started back in 2015 when Abu Tayan, who is Arunachal Pradesh's Secretary of Sports and Youth Affairs, organized an off-roading event. As the motorsport mania caught on, the state government started investing in road infrastructure and in 2021 it organized a 12-day 2500 km road trip across Arunachal Pradesh. And the event was called the Trans Arunachal Drive and it was a complete success. 40 supercars raced along the scenic hills making for a perfect social media spectacle. One of the viral posts according to the print caught the eye of a billionaire car enthusiast and the CEO of Raymond Group Gautam Singhania who along with his friends from the supercar club showed up at Dambuk with 13 luxury cars in 2021 Tang who I quoted before told the print that Singhania and his friends have since made many visits to Dambuk with their fleet of Ferraris and Lamborghinis and as you know wherever billionaires go money follows so essentially Arunachal Pradesh has now carved a niche in motorsport adventures and with this the northeastern state hopes to establish itself as a mainstream tourist destination. Unlike Himachal Pradesh and Uttarakhand, the northeast has just started opening up to tourism, so billionaire's approval means a lot. For the next few minutes, you're going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy and anything that leaves you with food for thought. Hello, I'm Anaswini and as you can hear, I have a slight cold, so please bear with me. Anyway, this is the deep dive for 3rd January 2024. It was never a matter of if, we always knew sooner or later a formidable media company would drag ChatGPT maker OpenAI to court over one of AI's thorniest questions copyright in the last week of 2023 172-year-old american newspaper the new york times filed a lawsuit in a federal court in new york against openai and its largest investor microsoft but what's their beef well let's count on our fingers the newspaper alleges number 1 openai scraped millions of its articles from the internet to create its viral chatbot chatgpt as well as microsoft's ai assistant Copilot. Number two, neither OpenAI nor Microsoft ever sought its permission to do so. Number three, the aforementioned AI tools often generate near-verbatim excerpts from its articles. Number four, 
This deprives its websites of online traffic and in turn, advertising, licensing and subscription revenue. And number five, its work has been used by OpenAI and Microsoft without any compensation. Now that's a lot, isn't it? But of course, it doesn't end here. The New York Times, as per the lawsuit, is asking the court that it orders tech companies to destroy data sets that include its copyrighted works. And for your information, this demand is in addition to the billions of dollars it is seeking in damages. OpenAI, on the other hand, is well, of course, disappointed with this development. Or at least that's what the company's spokesperson was told to tell the media. But anyway, the company claims, and I believe it's a tall claim, it is very much committed to ensuring that publishers and content creators benefit from the new AI technologies. And this case, depending on the direction it takes, may even end up deciding how beneficial AI would be for at least the leading publishers in the United States. What becomes of the American companies will influence to an extent the fate of media firms in the rest of the world. For one, our Minister of State for IT and Electronics, Rajiv Chandrasekhar, posted on X, formerly known as Twitter, that he would be closely following the case. At this point, what seems obvious is that if New York Times manages to secure huge sums in payment from OpenAI and Microsoft, other big publishers will also knock the doors of the Court of Justice and ditch behind-the-door negotiations. In fact, the New York Times itself went to the court only after its months-long confidential talks with OpenAI didn't seemingly bear the desired fruits. According to the newspaper, other news organizations such as America's largest newspaper company, Gannett, and the Wall Street Journal's publisher, News Corp, have also been in similar confidential talks with OpenAI. And there is one more possibility though. As the Wall Street Journal noted, we may even see a fissure in the publishing industry with a handful of companies taking the legal way while others quietly striking deals with AI companies behind the closed doors. Point in case, German conglomerate Axel Springer which publishes Business Insider and Politico, and the news agency, The Associated Press. But whatever the way, the media companies, it seems, are now in the mood to fight back. And good for them, honestly, because the last time when the internet and social media were disrupting the scene, most news companies were fast asleep. For what it's worth, the internet and social media companies did make distribution of news easier and instantaneous. But they also took away the large pie of their bread and butter, advertising revenue. Starved of ad money, news companies across the globe built up paywalls and lobbied that internet firms should pay them for distributing and exhibiting their content. But as we know, by the time they woke up from their slumber, the ship had sailed. This explains why news companies, at least in the West, are on their toes as the AI revolution unfolds. And one last thing before we go. This case will also have one big implication for the AI purveyors as well. Because you see, if the court inclines towards the New York Times, AI companies will no longer be able to argue to the effect that scraping the internet to train AI models is quote-unquote fair use under the copyright laws. So paying millions to media companies won't be optional and it will further shoot up costs of running AI models which are already quite exceptionally high. If you like listening to The Signal Daily, please show us some support. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd love to hear what you have to say about this podcast. So feel free to shoot an email at hello at thesignal.co. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IVM. The episode was researched and written by Dhruv Sharma and Anoop Samewal. Edited by Venkat Anand. Produced by me, 
mastered and mixed by Manas and Nirvan. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are the Signal dot Co on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter.